Talk Recorded live. Hello, this is William Fink, and this is Chris Beginning of Saturdays. Today is Saturday, September 12th. Praise Yahweh, the God of Israel, and thank you for listening. First, I want to um, apologize for last night. I went 20 minutes over the time limit on my own servers, on my own stream, so people listening on a Christogenia streams didn't hear the last 20 minutes of the program. We have a full recording on TalkShoe and, and a backup recording here. The recording is complete. The streams were just cut off 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Well, they, the streams were cut off on time. I went 20 minutes over. I've never done that before. I lost track of time and was confused between Central and Eastern time. We have something a little different here tonight. What we're in um, the, the suburbs of Philadelphia, once again, and we have Star Opperman, Matthew Ott, Kaiser, Mike Delaney of ProThink.org and sometimes TrueTube.tv, and a couple of other friends here, and, and we're going to have a, a roundtable discussion. But first I want to talk about a, an issue that's come into Christian identity circles, and, and this is going to take the, the, a good portion of the first part of this program, a, and this issue has no place at all in Christian identity. Because no matter what the shape of the earth is, It has absolutely no bearing on the state of our people. It has absolutely no bearing on what is happening to Christians, and when I say Christians, I mean white Israelite Christians, on what is happening to Christians in the world today. It doesn't matter if the earth is round, flat, square, if it looks like a Rubik's Cube, if it looks like a baseball bat, it does not matter. There are some things that identity Christians, some arguments, some disputes that, that are so stupid and irrelevant and disconnected to our reality, Christian identity adherents should not get involved in them at all. And when the mainstream everyday people see you as a freaking quack, you're never going to get the important components of your message across to them. We don't give a damn if the earth is a pancake, a petri dish, a basketball. We don't care. We want to get the truth of our Christian identity message over to people. We should stay away from the quackery. There's a PDF file floating around the Internet called 200 Proofs that the Earth is Not a Spinning Ball by a race mixer, a plausible Jew, and a straight clown and a liar named Eric Dubay. Many of Dubay's arguments are formed in the same fashion and in very similar language as those found in an 1895 book by William Carpenter called 100 Proofs that the Earth is Not a Globe. Dubay simply updated a lot of the language, updated a lot of the arguments, made them uh, more technically in tune with, with, with modern science and technology, but it's basically just a rewrite of Carpenter's book. However, Eric Dubay, in his version of the book, 
does not make any reference to Carpenter in what is supposedly his own work and gives him no credit. From what I could see, Carpenter is not even mentioned on Dubay's website, although both books are cited on other websites, often even on the same pages. What Dubay's book seems to do is borrow at least many of Carpenter's points and repeat them more often because his so-called 200 proofs is really a dozen or so arguments repeated over and over again in many different ways. The flat earth argument seemed to have attracted the attention of at least a few vocal adherents of Christian identity. So we thought it necessary to address this issue in some degree. There is a supposed Christian identity so-called pastor, the clown just showed up a couple of years ago, named Ernest Pierce, who promotes a bunch of quacky ideas, including this flat earth drivel. He has made this flat earth drivel one of the centerpieces of his so-called ministry. All it does is discredit real identity Christians. And even worse, because this clown's been around a lot longer, there's a YouTube video being distributed right now wherein Don the Baptist, that Baptist ass clown from South Alabama, who's claiming to be an identity Christian, and he's really just fooling himself, had done with a Jew named Mark Sargent. And you don't have to go far to find out Mark Sargent's a Jew, but apparently Don the Baptist's big ego and bad eyesight prevented him from doing it. This Sargent character is a Jew who is infiltrated and is trying to co-opt the so-called flat earth movement for his own designs. One problem with some of these flat earthers is this. They latch on to many so-called conspiracy theories which actually have credibility and they add ridiculous flat earth and other equally ridiculous so-called conspiracies to them which simply discredit everything they purport to profess. It is very plausible that they are doing this on purpose so that by associating flat earthers with Holocaust revisionists or those who are aware of and, and try to spread information about Jewish media control or about Christian identity or, or, or who doubt the existence of dinosaurs or evolution or anything else, are thereby seen as flat earthers, lunatics to be discredited in the eyes of the general public. Elements of the public will come across the website that questions the Holocaust, for example, and see arguments that the earth is flat and thereby classify Holocaust deniers with flat earthers and think that they are all the same sort, all the same sort of nut. In this manner, identity Christians who promote flat earth nonsense actually discredit Christian identity. They think they are smart and they are actually idiots. Eric Dubay, let's address this clown. Eric Dubay is a liar. I'm going, I'm going to quote item number 45 from his 200 proofs that the earth is not a spinning ball. And Eric Dubay says, on a ball earth, Johannesburg, South Africa, 
to Perth, Australia, should be a straight shot talking about airplane flights. Over the Indian Ocean, with the convenient refueling possibilities on Mauritius or Madagascar. In actual practice, however, most Johannesburg to Perth flights curiously stop over either in Dubai, Hong Kong, or Malaysia, all three places which are way out of the way on a globe, all of which make no sense on the ball, but are completely understandable when mapped on a flat earth. One does not have to go far to see that Eric Dubay is an absolute liar. That's an absolute deception. If you look at any website, and I have a link in particular, it's at southafrica.to. If you look at any website that brokers airline flights from Perth, Australia to Johannesburg, South Africa, you'll find Qantas Airways has a direct flight from one city to the other that's 11 hours and 30 minutes. You'll find that South African Airlines has a direct flight nonstop, 11 hours and 30 minutes. But you'll find that Cathay Pacific Airways, they have a flight that does land in Hong Kong, as Eric Dubay says, but it's a 23 hour and 45 minute flight. And Singapore Airlines, has a 21-hour flight, which goes from Perth to Johannesburg, but stops over in Singapore. So the actual reality is 100% contrary to Eric Dubay's claims. The man is a liar. Dubay has added a lot of other material that modernized Carpenter's original arguments. But much of this new material has to do with NASA and not with the shape of the earth, which adds another subject and a distraction to his alleged proofs, which should be treated separately, especially since the shape of the earth has, has been disputed long before NASA ever existed. So bringing the, the NASA discrediting into his flat earth arguments is creating another distraction which can be used to give credibility to the flat earth arguments before people that believe that NASA should be discredited. So that is, and, and in many ways, NASA certainly should be discredited, but he's putting another harbinger in there because if you try to discredit NASA, people are gonna think, oh, there's another nut job flat earther. When the two subjects have nothing to do with one another. There's, um, that there are innumerable proofs that the Earth is round. For instance, um, somebody at this table here with me tonight ha has direct experience that the coasts that, that mount, um, let, let's, this is related to the Canary Islands, the coasts of the islands of Grand Canaria and Tenerife are almost 50 miles apart. And Tenerife has a volcano named Pico del Tiede, which is over 12,000 feet high. Only the top of Pico del Tiede can be seen from the shoreline of Grand Canaria, which proves that there's a round earth. But Eric Dubay will have a lot of arguments 
which supposedly prove that the earth is flat, which are based on the same sort of example. What the flat earthers don't realize is that the results are going to be different on different points on the globe because the earth's crust is not regular even if the earth is generally a sphere. And altitude measurements based on perceptions of sea level are not always accurate. Only measurements of distances from the perceived center of the earth can actually be accurate, and those measurements cannot be taken with any known technology. But Dubay gives an entire series of repetitive arguments based upon what one should and should not be able to see from various distances on the planet's surface if the Earth were a sphere. However, today's numbers simply do not add up and are often all over the proverbial map. Here is one example. It's item number 13 in his 200 proofs. And Dubay says that in a 19th century French experiment by MMBO and Arago, a powerful lamp with good reflectors was placed on the summit of Desierto Las Palmas in Spain and able to be seen all the way from Cambrai on the island of Ibiza. Some people know that island is Minorca. Since the elevation of the two points were identical and the distance between covered nearly 100 miles, if Earth were a ball 25,000 miles in circumference, the light should have been more than 6,600 feet, a mile and a quarter below the line of sight. So he's using this experiment to try to prove that the Earth is flat. But in this particular instance, Dubay's figure of 6,600 feet is only valid at an altitude of sea level, of zero. But since the mountain, Desierto Las Palmas, as an altitude of 2,400 feet. And if the other elevation is identical as Dubay claims that it is, in this instance, the visibility is greatly increased and the sea level curve of the Earth visibility figures do not apply. Going up 2,400 feet allows one to see over 2,400 feet of curvature. When both points are raised 2,400 feet, one should be able to see from 120 miles, well over the 100 miles that Dubay cites. And if you actually did the mathematics in every one of Dubay's examples, you would find that like this one, his mathematics are not consistent. His entire 200 proofs that the Earth is not a ball are actually 200 articles of trash. Many of Dubay's examples are dishonest because laying railroad tracks or building canals. Doing so, an engineer works according to the layout of the land, not according to the curvature of the earth. And the layout of the land is never exactly congruent to the curvature of the earth. The layout of the land, in going by the layout of the land, the curvature of the Earth is built into the landscape and does not need to be noticed. This article and Mark Sargent and Eric Dubay are deceiving a whole lot of people on the Internet. And I have um, somebody here with me that will make some more technical comments. 
to show that we do have the mathematics to demonstrate that Eric Dubé is a liar and that his mathematics are not correct. Hello, Bill. Hello. There's a couple of calculations that you can easily make on some of the accuracies that would be required in order to make the claims that these very, very small distances of several hundred feet above sea level are kind of ludicrous. And one of the ones that I, I did here is looking at a distance of, say, 20 miles, which is a reasonably good visibility uh, on a, on a, on, on the, within some days. So if I'm looking at a distance of 20 miles, I would expect at the end of that distance to have a drop-off of uh, about two, 267 feet. And if we take that 267 feet at the end of that excursion, looking at that, uh, based on that, that particular accuracy there, I would have to have a perception in my eyesight of better than 0.25%. Uh, that alone is probably pretty ludicrous to assume that at the extent over a 20-mile region, if I'm standing in a specific spot, that I would actually be able to detect a curvature uh, at 0.25%. At, at, at and that's assuming that we have that 267. So, so yeah. Your eye would have to be as accurate as a laser level. So that's, that is consistent. And of course, your, your, your perception um, is would you could see a lot of different things depending on, well, on most the of atmospheric conditions. Most of us can't hang a picture on our living room wall and get it and get it straight because somebody's going to walk in behind but you. But I want to go. I want to go to something that's even more ludicrous, and that is the fact that if we take that 267 feet and we compare that to the actual center of the Earth, which is approximately uh, 4,000 miles down and we try to do that with any kind of accuracy, we're talking about 0.0013% of the distance to the center of the Earth. I think any rational person can realize that, that that type of accuracy is not going to exist, and it's certainly not going to be visible. And I don't know, as you made this point earlier, how can you possibly uh, come up with these kind of uh, accuracies when your gravitational center of a, of a sphere is that. But even more interesting, it seems like Eric Dubé is using certain measurements also uh, that he can't possibly come up with a, an accuracy for. I didn't see any accuracy. One of the things that I did put at the top here of uh, some of my arguments is that his, his 200 proofs, he calls them proofs, but they're really unsubstantiated accounts. Right. He has no real technical equations that I saw there. There are no scientific articles that were written about any of this stuff. There's really nothing that would allow someone to go and look it up and come up with some proof. It's really all hearsay. It isn't something that I would use as a scientific basis for anything. Uh, another point I wanted to make, and this is, is consistent with what an ordinary individual can do, and that is an average man can certainly take a plane flight and you're six miles up in an aircraft, and even at six miles up in an aircraft, looking out the window, you are still only at 0.15% of the distance to the center of the Earth, assuming that the center of the Earth is around 4,000 miles down. 
you're still not going to be able to see curvature. Now, you may think that you see curvature, but it's very likely that it, your eyes are folding. And this is consistent with another point that you make, is no one really knows the surface of the Earth, whether it's concave or convex in, in, a, in specific spots. And how do you actually come up with a very, very accurate measurement of what sea level is and what these true distances are from the center of gravity? Right. None and, of this stuff is provable. What, what's sea level when most engineers do know, but most naval-type engineers or maritime engineers do know, that on each side of the Isthmus of Panama, the oceans are not at the same level. Absolutely not. But so what's sea level? Well, that was one of the points. That it, it, it appears, and this is one of the points I wanted to make. I said it is apparent that the author refuses to acknowledge gravity, that's Earth and Moon, and cyclic solar radiation variations influence water dynamics. He's actually denied gravity. Yes, exactly. I, I like to kind of jump off a bridge. So I just wanted to make it, I also wanted to make something clear here is that water flows downhill, whether it's based on a gravitational center uh, Earth model or an accelerating flat model. It's still going to flow downhill. You're not going to defy physics. Right. So I don't care whether you assume that we're sitting in a um, accelerating Petri dish, which seems to be the flat Earth model, uh, vice a, a global gravitational model. Either one of those, uh, water is not going to flow uphill. Another point that he had made in, 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 in the article was the constant elevation uh, of, or the elevation of an aircraft as it's flying would constantly move away from the center of gravity of a, of a ball, which is again inconsistent. Your elevation is going to stay consistent with the gravitational center and not a flat Earth model. So he's mixing a round right. model with a flat Earth model what, 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 and saying if I'm in an aircraft and I'm flying straight, I'm going to be going up in elevation all the time if I'm holding the same elevation. You can't mix if, the two if models. If we were in an accelerating Petri dish, as he claims, yep. then the, the airplane would have to be flying up all the time instead of flying down all the time. Well, that would seem certainly consistent also, right? Unless the aircraft is also accelerating he, at the same he, rate upward. He critiques the round Earth model, but he doesn't apply those same standards of critique to the accelerating Petri dish flat Earth model. I, I agree, yes. So the, the people that listen to Eric Dubé don't look at the argument from both sides. If they look at the argument from both sides, they'd know this guy's nuts. Exactly. He's lying. One of the other things I think that I, you and I were a little bit on, uh, somewhat a little bit on opposite sides were, is I don't necessarily think that attempting to look for curvature on the Earth's surface just because of the accuracies that are required are necessarily a good argument in either direction. No, because we have no guarantee that the tectonic plates are the same shape as the general sphere. Yeah, not, They're to, not, not, not to mention the, the flat areas that stretch for a thousand miles. But how would that work for flat Earth? Are you telling me that this flat Earth is somehow not bending or twisting or doing anything at all? It's just perfectly flat and they're all accelerating at the same rate? I, I don't know how the flat Earthers explain tectonic plate, tectonic plate movements and, and that, that cause earthquakes and volcanoes and things like that. I don't know how they explain that. But they absolutely ignore the fact that it's very obvious from general observation that the surface of each of the continents 
does not conform to the general shape of the sphere. Otherwise, we would have no mountains. We would have no valleys. But we would have no rivers because the water would just kind of hang out on the surface and everything was the same level. So, so that, they, that they take the obvious and totally ignore it and make all these examples of why you shouldn't be able to see that from here or this from there. It, it doesn't make any sense. No. The, 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 the surface level of the continents, the planet could generally be in the shape of a sphere, and we know it's an imperfect sphere, while the surface level of the continents don't necessarily conform to the sphere. That's why we have a Rocky Mountain Range, an Appalachian Mountain Range, and a large flat area in the middle, generally, but with varying degrees of hills and things and that. If, if, if the whole thing conformed to the spherical shape, if the whole planet was a sphere, then some of their arguments might be valid. Well, if I'm going to take, those, if I'm going to take to these two models here, I would want to go with a model that seemed to be more consistent with reality than a model that wasn't. Right. And there are way too many things that you cannot explain easily with the Earth as being flat. Not to mention oil deposits and so forth that we can we can uh, drill for. Uh, what are we drilling for in a flat Earth? Where does this oil come from? We know it doesn't come from dinosaurs. So what what's the what's what what's the reasoning behind some of this other stuff? I in that in his 200 proofs, I saw many of the same proofs repeated over and over again from different vantage points, but very few real factual things that I could grab onto. And I really wanted to give this a chance because I was so curious as to why people were grabbing onto the flat earth material. And almost the conclusion that I've come to with this is people run into the flat earth material when they're evaluating some other legitimate so-called conspiracies that you mentioned in the beginning of your talk. Right. And, and that's why they mix this in with the Holocaust. They mix this in with um, Jewish media control. That they mix this in with the Illuminati, they mix this in with the Masons, they mix this in with every other conspiracy. Now, you don't see Holocaust revisionists, generally, who write about Jewish media control, or Holocaust revisionists that write about Christian identity, or Holocaust revisionists that write about um, the Jews doing 9-11, or, or Holocaust revisionists that write about that the, the, the what, whatever other conspiracy theory you could imagine, a good Holocaust revisionist stays with Holocaust revisionism, revisionism and, and stays on that topic and, and researches it thoroughly. These people, these flat earthers, Eric, these particular flat earthers, Mark Sargent, Eric Dubay, and that crowd, they mix every other conspiracy theory in with this flat earth garbage because their real intent is to suck all these clowns into believing these flat, that this flat earth and discredit everything else they stand for. Where have we seen this before? The Tell no, us, Mike. The no-plane movement. The no-plane movement, right. The exact same strategy. It's the no-plane movement. And, and it, these, these hordes of people that come in and they slam that all over. And it's a relevant point anyways, like we had Plenty of shows about that idea before. Like, it's irrelevant. It's the who did it, not the how. Right. We're not going to study JFK for the next 50 years and never get to the who. We're not going to study 9/11 for the next 50 years and get to you know get to the who without you know 
you know, that's what they do. This is the same thing they're doing. They, uh, they, they take a, a great piece of, uh, or as Mr. Alex Jones said about David Icke, you take a wonderful punch bowl full of great punch and have a third in it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, so these CI people getting caught up with these flat earthers are being used like little whores. Mm-hmm. And, and when Eric Dubé and Mark Sargent make them look totally stupid and they could have others point to Christian identity and say, oh, those clowns believe in a flat earth. Ha, 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 ha. And they'll never get the identity message. Right. Because Mr. there are identity so-called pastors that, that are in bed with these Jews, Eric Dubé and, and Mark Sargent. I think the identity message for anybody that's discerning and looks past these kind of hurdles, I mean, we see hurdles with people that like to be pedophile with their own kin and run around and call themselves identity pastors as well. So we, I think any of those that are actually researching this, this problem with this thing is is that, like we were looking the other day on there, and there's, there's guys on there that have some really good silver tongue mumbo-jumbo to make themselves sound like they're coming out of, a, a series of Star Trek, you know, the, the photon phaser beam for the moon bounce, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, a lot of people get caught up in conspiracies because stuff sounds entertaining to them. And that's exactly what some of these clowns have, is they have some guys that can really sound like good sci-fi writers in actuality. They don't know anything. Right. Dubay's arguments are sophisticated, yep. and, and, and if you're not really paying attention, you might get sucked in with that garbage. Right. You might be convinced, but if you really pay attention, it's easy to pick apart. All I had to do to, to answer his, his point uh, about the air flights from Johannesburg to Perth was to go to one website that sold airline tickets mm-hmm. and see the flight times and, and the, the flight duration and the... the um, the, the, any stopovers, right. and it took me 30 seconds to see that this guy's a liar. Right. It's a blatant lie, and I could probably do that with, with 20 or 50 or 100 of his 200 points. But it, like I said, it's the same pseudoscience that they use for the no plane theory. It's exactly, well, this looks like that, and if you look this way, and, if you look, and nothing adds up. It's just they, they throw everything out there and hope there's something sticks, you know, and any questions that are raised that somebody can't answer, they're, they're more apt to believe that, you know, something uh, that sounds more conspiratorial, if you will. Well, well, the bottom line is that if you follow these flat earthers, you probably have a flat head. <laughs> Hopefully you have a flat top haircut. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of other guys here if anybody wants to chime in. I, I wanted to say Alan. one more thing on this, and this gets to the point of the observer, and this has to do with uh, if it's 200 points here of the rebuttal, Rebuttal to that of number two, where he's claiming a vantage point. Uh, he says the horizon always rises to the eye level of the observer as the alpha, as altitude is gained. And this also has to do with what I talked about a little earlier. With being six miles up in an aircraft, you really aren't going to be able to visibly see the curvature of the Earth. But what's even more amazing, when I look at these 200 proofs here, the author tries to prove his point with several photographs. And I presume that this had to be a joke. Um, why are his photographs any better than a photograph that I can produce that shows horizontal curvature? Anybody can fake a photograph. Anybody can have a bubble lens. 
Um, NASA has plenty of, plenty of photographs plenty of stuff like that. Spirit alert. So I, I, the author is constantly claiming the other's faked results, but his, somehow his photographs aren't faked, even though they're horribly distorted. So all you have to do is go to, is go to, one of, go to number two, look at the photographs in his 200 proofs, and you tell me whether you can tell anything from those particular uh, pictures that he's, he's placed on there. Um, I can show a photograph with curvature, and he can show one without, and neither one of them might be right. Right. And again, this is the same thing they did with the no flame theory. They showed you the already altered footage that they wanted you to say that it was original footage, and then they showed the original footage and say that's altered footage. It's, it's like a, it's the same switch they did with the. That's why I said all of this was so familiar because it was the exact same game plan. Muddy the waters up get everybody out of the picture, or it sounds like an absolute fool doing it. You know, one of the things I want to ask you about this, Bill, especially this Ernest guy who ripped my website through a .org on it, but he claims that this is biblically proven by Yahweh in, in, in Scripture. Not at all. Right. Not at all. In, in fact, I'll prove how hypocritical they are. Because Ernest Pierce, right, mm -hmm. if you want to take those biblical lines literally, Ernest Pierce is pushing on his website a model of the earth that's flat and round. It's disc-shaped, mm -hmm. okay? Well, what about the line in the New Testament about the four corners of the earth? If he wants to take the Bible literally, then he better come up with a square model of the earth, right. a square petri dish. <laughs> so he is about as full of shit <laughs> as anybody else that pushes any other wacky idea claiming that he could prove it with the Bible. Because if he wants to take the Bible literally, he's ignoring that line about the four corners of the earth by showing us a disc-shaped earth. So he, he's just kidding himself. He's just a clown. The Bible talks about the circle of the earth. Does that mean that the earth is a frisbee? No, because a sphere can look like a circle. That word in Hebrew can be translated as circle or sphere. Take your pick. You can't tell me that that word can't be translated as sphere. Sits upon the sphere of the earth, because I sure as hell can translate it as sphere. Now, the book of Job says that the earth hangs upon nothing. So there's other testimony in Scripture in the Psalms that the earth, oh, is stable and will not be moved. That same word for not being moved can be translated that it will not waver. Right. It will not come off course. Bertrand Compare talked about that in a sermon on the Bible is scientific 30 years ago that that could be translated in that manner. Right. And when I first read Comparé's sermon, I checked it out in Strong's Concordance and concluded that Comparé was correct, that it could be. So, so where it says that the earth will not be moved, that could very well mean that the earth will not waver from its course. Now, these, this, these people like Ernest Pierce are, are clutching on to this Eric Dubay and this Mark Sargent with this flat earth crap, and 
if he says the earth cannot be moved, well, Eric Dubé is pushing what Bob called this accelerating petri dish. They account for gravity by saying that the disc-shaped earth is continually moving up, up towards, you know, in that direction that its surface points to, right? And, and that's why I raised the point that if Eric Dubé says that for a globular-shaped Earth, the planes have to keep flying down, but he's not saying that for an accelerating Petri dish Earth, the planes have to keep flying up. He's ignoring that. He's not even considering it. And people buy into it. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. No, it don't make sense because the plane's got to keep flying up. <laughs> so it don't make sense. So Eric Dubé is just a clown, and these other people, Ernest Pierce and Don Spears and these other clowns, uh, are following after him. And they claim that the Bible supports it, but there's no passage whatsoever in the Bible that insists the earth is flat, not one. Not one. Not one. And getting back to one of the earlier points you raised in the beginning of the show, is what merit does this have in all of us? I mean, what is it going to affect any of us right now? None. If the earth is flat or if it's round. None. It's the same flat. exact thing exactly. The Jews still the Yeah, it's, it's still the same. If the earth is flat, rural Pennsylvania is still being overrun with niggers. <laughs> right? So it really has nothing to do with our predicament and, and our mission and what we have control of in life. Right. We have to worry about what we have control of in life. We can't worry about what we have no control over. That's God's department, right? Right. We have no department, no control over the shape of the earth. I couldn't give a damn if it looked like a boot. <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't. What would it matter? Right. It doesn't. It's matter. not shaping immigration policy. Right. <laughs> there, there was that clown on the internet a couple of years ago, Scott Summers. Oh, he's still, uh, he said, if everybody believes in the flat earth, then, then that'll really expose the Jew. No, that's not going to expose the Jew, not as long as there's football, <laughs> not as long as, not as, long as the exact same a television and a six-pack in every living room. Right. Yeah, that was the same argument I heard as well, is it's going to expose the Jew. And it, again, same thing as the 9-11 no planes. If you prove no planes, it's no. not you exposed to Jew. No, get down. Galileo was not a Jew. Copernicus right. was not a Jew. Right. And a great English academic named Roger Bacon, he was, he, he was writing about a spherical earth in the 13th century before Galileo and, and, and Copernicus, and he wasn't a Jew. And Aristosthenes, in the third century BC, demonstrated that the earth was globe, and he wasn't a Jew. So, so and Strabo followed them, and, and many other Greek scholars. That there was two models in the ancient world. There was Eratosthenes, and there was Aristotle. And Aristotle was the flat Earth model, and Eratosthenes was the, the globular Earth model. And not everybody followed Aristotle, but the Catholic Church did. But which led to the later conflict with Galileo. But Galileo Galilei, he didn't invent the globular Earth model. It was 2,000, 2000 years before him hmm. that the Earth was believed to be, by some intelligent man, that the Earth was believed to be a sphere. 
So, so th this division has always been with us, whether the earth was a sphere or flat. You, you can't take a couple of lines in the Bible. None of those verses exist when you look at the Hebrew that the earth is flat. Right. And, and to say it is, that, you know, these clowns like Don Spears, they think Jesus came down at Westminster Abbey in 1611 and gave men the Bible in English. So, so whatever the King James says, that's what's dogma or doctrine. And, and, and the Hebrew and the Greek doesn't support any of that. There's not insistent of letter. It's crazy. You know, I don't understand how, how these people could follow. You know, one of the things that I've always done when I'm learning a lot of these different topics is, is I look who are the ones presenting the information. You know, this first thing, you probably even become interested in, oh, did 9-11 happen this way or did, it's Christian identity this way. You look at the people that are giving the information and you kind of give a barrier. Are they telling the truth about this and telling the truth about that? How does somebody in CI, like you were saying, these people that are you know, supposed to be Christian identities, follow somebody who had a chink for a woman? I mean, right. You can't even figure out the race issue. That's some basic stuff to figure out. He's a race mixer. Right. I, how, how, are you, how are you getting behind... Let's take that a step further. All right. Sergeant is a Jew. Yeah. And he's admitted Jew. Yeah. Don Spears did a two-hour program with a Jew about a flat earth. Why would you even entertain a Jew? You shouldn't. We shouldn't entertain devils. We're told not to entertain devils. Unless you're entertaining them inside of a walking mountain. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're sending them to the lake of fire. Maybe a little prematurely. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I look at it this way, too. I mean, how much garbage is Judeo-Christianity spewing from their pulpits every day? I mean, one of the biggest lies, Jesus was a Jew, is, is constantly spewed from pulpits every single week, and people swallow it, hook, line, and sinker. This is just, it's, it, to me, it's just another Jewish lie that's meant to... Uh, not only discredit any free-thinking white Christian, but, um, you know, it's just, it's there to, to distract. You know, there's, there, they know, you, you throw enough lies out there, there's going to be enough fools and with enough circumstances and reasoning for them to throw their reason aside and accept something like this. You know, it, it's, it seems really silly to us sitting here. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to look at this and say, okay, anyone who believes in the, this flat earth theory that, you know, I think we learned in second grade that Columbus disproved, um, you know, is pretty much a quack. But the fact that conspiracy theories are just they're, they're, they are so abounding right now because lies are being vetted constantly because white people have, are you know they're experiencing so much pressure and weight from so many different sides that they know and they feel that something is wrong that, that stuff just ain't right you know this box that we're forced to think in we know this they're you know there's something outside of this box. So what better way to, to start probing outside than to, than to start checking out these rabbit holes, these conspiracy theories? But once you, you know, the, 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 
the biggest problem that the Jew has is that we're finding our way to Christian identity. We're finding our way to the truth. And the only way that they're going to divert uh, people away from it is not necessarily, they're not going to keep people from actually finding it, but they, they're going to find ways to make it more difficult and less attractive, so to speak, in that, oh my gosh, you know, uh, what, what are all these other people going to think if I start thinking this way and I start believing this way because, you know, more people are, are looking at it through the, the Jewish propaganda lens and the only way that they can discredit it is by throwing more rabbit holes out there for us conspiracy-minded individuals to start looking into. And then, you know, it depends on what you're your personal experiences, what you're going through in your life at this time, and all kinds of things where it's not, you know, you may not even be thinking with your right mind that day because you just had a bad freaking day, or you might have actually run into, uh, you know, some, some black guy or a Jew that may have made sense to you that day for whatever reason that you even entertained the fact that, you know, they can speak to you at this point. There's just, there's so many things, there, there's, there are so many examples that can be put out there that will leave us open, which includes our bleeding hearts, that lead us open to, to accepting garbage because it's just, it, because it's just, easier because we can just roll with it. And that's, that's the, the end that the Jew needs to discredit us at every single little pass that they can possibly get their hands on. The more rabbit holes that they throw out there, the more we're, we have a chance to stumble, the bigger chance that we have of falling down into these holes. And that's it. That's all she wrote. You know, and we get caught up in it. Then we have, it takes a while for us to climb out, and then what you're dealing is, is with is the aftermath. Oh, you're the guy who believed in that? What makes you think I'm going to believe in anything else you're going to say now? So you're kind of screwed. So we just, we have to be vigilant. And that's what, you know, why we have people like Bill around to basically be pointing out the clowns, because <laughs> we need somebody out there. We need more like Bill, who's out there to, to vet the clowns and to, to provide real scholarship and say, hey, you know, let's stop thinking with your bleeding heart. Start thinking with your head. Start, start with the education that, you know, you supposedly learned. Start with that, that brain that God gifted you with. Stop thinking with everything else. Think with that brain. You know, this, this, a lot of these rabbit holes, it does not take a genius to figure out that they are just there to distract us and to discredit us. Well, I'm hoping from a white man's perspective here that most people end up going to the flat earth society to look at some of the other information they have on there and drop the flat earth stuff because they do have a lot of interesting things to look at. It, but this is not one of them. This the, is crazy. This is a waste. The dinosaur thing. Was dinosaur thing. The NASA type stuff. That, that was credible. They put a, a, a real story out, a, a factual story out about the um, development of, of all these dinosaur discoveries in the late 19th century. 
and, and how no entire dinosaur skeletons have ever been found. And, and that's true, and, and um, that all of these dinosaurs have been extrapolated from bone fragments that, that could very well belong to animals or single bones, that could very well belong to animals that looked entirely different from what they depict as dinosaurs. And many of those animals were very possibly simply common animals. Yeah, I saw that too. That was pretty good, pretty good breakdown there. So, so that they that they've done some good stuff in in other areas, and then they get off on this flat Earth tangent, and and mixed in with all these other things that we know are true, like the fact that there was no Holocaust. Mixed in with all that, they're discrediting all of those other things. Exactly. I mean, I would go along with, and, and I wanted to go along with investigating pretty much, or have investigated pretty much all the other little subjects they have there, but this one is. This one threw me for a looper because I couldn't figure out how it could possibly be true. Right. One of the things, too, that any of these topics, you look at the Holocaust, 9 11, things of that sort, you can look at certain aspects. Like I was telling you the other day, you can, I could take five minutes and show you hardcore pieces of evidence that Jews did 9 11. I can lay them down, you can undeniably look at them and go, all right, enough said. You can look at the Holocaust, same thing with that. Hardcore pieces right here, and it's like, oh, okay, this. Yes, yes. You can't. There's nothing in the flat Earth that they present. There's nothing there that's like that's the that's the death of right. breaker right there. Nothing. All got to do with accuracy. Right. There's no way they can prove that accuracy. It's all pseudoscience. Right. That they can't. They're looking for um, precise continuity on a planet with an imprecise surface, and, and all half of those half of those, at least half of those 200 proofs are based on that idea which, which has a bad premise. And, and it, it's not a valid argument. I don't know how you can look, cannot look up. I mean, if I'm, if, I'm going to, if I'm going to assume a paradigm, I want to assume a model. Let's say that our model is completely wrong. It's still a better model right now. The global model is still a better model than a flat Earth. Than the accelerating petri dish. Accelerating petri dish. I can explain stars. I can explain the uh, the moon. I can explain uh, the the ways the surface may move based on the, the the moon moving around the surface from the gravitational pull. I can explain to some extent tides. I can't do this. I, I don't have that same good feeling, so to speak. From a flat Earth model, anybody with a with, with a couple of hundred dollars for a for a decent telescope, it doesn't have to be a, a planetarium quality telescope. A, a decent telescope that you can buy in a in a local suburban mall can set it up in their backyard and observe Jupiter, and observe the absolute fact that Jupiter is a sphere that rotates on an axis, and that big red circle on Jupiter, you could watch it set in Jupiter's west and rise in Jupiter's east. Every nine hours, Jupiter rotates once. So you could actually make that observation over the course of one single clear night. 
when Jupiter is visible in the night sky. And that's actually been done for a long time, though. Right. Because I think the first uh, actual estimate of the speed of light came from watching the eclipses of the moons of Jupiter. Right. So you're looking at actually moons cycling around the, the planet right. Jupiter, and that was done a long, long before any of us were alive. That, now, it takes a little more equipment, but the average um, working man could also afford to purchase the, the, a slightly better telescope in order to observe the rings of Saturn and the rotation of Saturn on its axis. So there we have two planets that clearly are globes that rotate. Yes. And they could be observed by the, the amateur hobbyist with a telescope. Now, I don't care, um, I, I don't care how big a telescope you get. If you stand on the shore of Panama City Beach, where Melissa and I live, and point it towards South America, I don't care if you got a gazillion time power telescope, you're not going to see the coast of Colombia. You're not <laughs> going to see it because the Earth is round. I don't care how good your telescope is. You can see Jupiter, and you can see it's a ball, and you can see it rotate. Well, Dubé blames that on this law of perception. <laughs> well, yeah, here's, here's a question. If you're, you're looking at these celestial bodies through a telescope, right, they all look round. Well, they would all have to be facing you at the exact right angle for each one of these celestial flat things to be looking around in your telescope. You know, if, if this one out here is tilted slightly, it's not going to look round anymore, you know. Well, they have, there's, different, there's different theories on those. So that's, that's why I said if I'm going to look at a model, I would rather look at a model that fits the paradigm that I can currently see. Ah, from greater, right. Yeah, right. and they've got a projection. They could be projections. There's a whole lot of variables that start to get into this flat earth model because no there, there aren't real it's not as formulated as say the the global models well, but it should be right. it's well, been around longer than the global model right. as far as i know right well don't you think wouldn't it the same theory apply to the rest of these celestial bodies i would think so right well, so then I guess this guy knows something that nobody else on this planet must know. He knows something that he wants to project here, and it seems to be to discredit other things. That's right. the only conclusion I can come up with. Or, or he wants to be some kind of pseudo-CI pastor, and, you know, no, he's got he's information, information that, you know, nobody else has, and he's going to be special, and he's going to lord over, <laughs> over our beliefs and understandings. Well, well, right. That's that, that's too many people in CI, especially the the neophytes. There's a couple of old timers that, that do it, but especially the neophytes want to be the bearers of some great new secret, and and, and basically lord over people with that special information that only they have and only they can reveal. That's exactly the attitude I've gotten from a few of them. That you're dumb. I'm not. I figured it out, and you should uh, work with me now. Exactly. Hey, I just want to give a, uh, a little disclaimer here. 
the earnest guy who runs the website JesusWasNotAJew.org has nothing to do with my site, which is JesusWasNotAJew.com. So I've had people approach me and say, Mike, are you one of those retarded flat earthers? And I go, <laughs> no, I believe the earth is round as it should be. But, you know, I want to just give a couple uh, points here about the merit behind this show tonight and, and all of us here and sharing in fellowship in person, which has been awesome. What, the reason we do this is because we're giving it, a, a certainly I and, and certainly a few of you as well have given this notion or this, this theory a fair shake and looked into it and said, okay, you know, we've been open-minded with, you know, the idea that, oh, the Jews aren't God's chosen people. It turns out they're not at all. Oh, the Holocaust, are, you know, you get into these type of things, which is, I think, why they sucker so many people into these these, these really moronic theories is that they get people that are open-minded but just uh, sometimes are just too foolish and believe everything that comes along. And they don't actually, you know, look at it with a discerning eye. Well, we have, and this is the reason we're addressing this tonight, is because we care that there are people that are looking for the truth and hopefully come to the CI and, and, and get the ultimate truth. You know, because that's, um, and I think that's, I think that's why they're, they're, they're colluding this right now with that. And that's, and that's the only, to me, that's the only valid reason for something like a, this flat-out, flat-earth theory to be circulated in the first place. And seriously, it's not for any kind of scholarship. It is literally to discredit those of us who have learned the truth and are leading people to, to learn the truth. Because when you... When you seriously, when you learn the truth through CI and you're able to look at the entire world through those glasses, that answers almost all of your questions. As a matter of fact, I'm sorry, I will go so far as to say it will answer virtually all of the questions that you have. And when that happens, then the, the whole concept of rabbit holes and conspiracies, it goes out the window. You, you don't have to look into that crap anymore. Because now you have, you have the answer right in front of you. You at least have the information that you can take and apply scholarly to, to you know, answer the questions and be able to explain to people who don't understand why things are going on the way they're going. When you start throwing things in like this, all that does is discredit, completely discredits us uh, just vicariously, you know, we may not be associated with the, the concept at all, but it's, it's like you go on, okay, example, you go on the Internet, somebody who's never, you know, read about CI or anything, hears about it, they want to search about it, they type in the search engine for Christian identity, they pull up jackasses like Martin Lindstedt. That is, to me, that's what the flat earth theory is all about. It's just another Martin Lindstedt. Right. Another pedophile. Right. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Probably just as damaging. Another tree jumping baby rape. I just can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine why someone who is CI would even want to promote something like this. That's what's got me. Because in reality, there are so many more things that are important to promote. Promote that the Jew is a devil. Well, it's too right, easy right off the bat. 
If you don't, if you're, if you're not technically minded, admit you're not technically minded, and you can't prove this, and it has nothing to do with with what really matters. Because their small minds envision themselves as being more pious, more upright, and more legitimate if they're preaching that literal King James Bible. That's the, that that's that they want to demonstrate that they are better than the rest and of that us. That sounds like pride to me, Bill. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and think about this. You know, just the other day, me and a, a couple of, of hardworking white guys, we were, we were, you know, emptying a barn of hay. It was a huge barn, and this hay had been in this barn for like 30-plus years. It took us two days to empty this whole thing out. It was a nasty job. But, of course, you know, we're, we're taking a break, and we're all talking – uh, uh, about politics and, and all this, you know, the, the homosexuality and all the, the, the bull crap that's going on today. And, and the one guy just straight up says, he's like, how, how are things getting this way? How is it that the, the people who are running things are running things so bad and it's so backwards? And, and, and it was so easy for me to answer. I don't even think I let him finish. It's like, well, because the people who should be in those positions are people like us, but we're too busy being white. We're too busy working hard, supporting our families. We don't have time. We're not worried about lording over people. We're not worried about having the power to tell everybody else what to do. These people who get in these positions, they're the people who don't want to work hard. They're afraid of hard work. They're lazy. And the, the, that's, they, have a, they have some kind of uh, mental disconnect that they can tell you how to do things better than you already know how to do them. And these are the people that always end up in these positions because that is what they buy for. Whereas people like us, we just want to work hard. We want you know make an honest living, support our families, and, and live by the truth, and that's it. You know, we're not worried about uh, what political position that we can get in so that we can, you know, tell these people what to do and how to run this and run that because we're more worried about running our own families and doing them according to the simple laws of God. In other words, you don't want to be a parasite. Right. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Simplicity is, yes. <laughs> Alan, you have anything to say? You guys on that side of the table are way too quiet. <laughs> I just have one question about the physics behind this whole flat earth theory. So if it's accelerated petri dishes constantly moving upward and it's flat, what is the depth of this flat surface? Well, well I don't answer that, right? Is there, I mean, it takes a certain amount of strength and stability to withstand a force that's being pushed against Right. The outside edges of this flat surface as it's going upward at the right. speed. It's going to start to contour down and erode and fall off, right? It's going to break. Unless there's this huge mass underneath this flat surface to hold it up. Well, they're the breaking off. The Hindus there's no physics behind it does not make sense. The Hindus believe that the earth was a, a disc which sat on the backs of four elephants who stood on a giant turtle. Oh, that tur the turtle is what holds everything up. It's just, those shells are hard. They are hard shells. 
start looking at this from just a basic physics standpoint, it makes you it makes no physics. It, it makes you wonder how someone can be sucked into it. But you know what? Not everyone's technical. No. And that's the shame about this. That's what I'm saying. If you're a CI pastor and you're trying to promote something, this is not something to promote. Right. You're not an astrophysics major. <laughs> I'm, I'm not an. I don't study astrophysics. I wouldn't try to explain quantum mechanics. I would stay out of that. Exactly. I should belong in the Bible and Greek and history. I don't belong in in um, solar interplanetary studies and stuff like that. It's crazy. You well, know, you have to get into it because of this, right? Yeah, well, right. I, I mean, the point is, is there for us to get into it. People are promoting this, and and it's 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 really it's really out there. Well, you you know, I mean, not for nothing, and, and not to really try and drag this out, but I I foresee like the next step to this flat Earth crap is oh well, we have an explanation. You know, the, that's. That's what the Bermuda Triangle is. That's where all the ships that fall off the edge, that's where they go. That's why they came up with the Bermuda Triangle. And, you know, that's, come on. Well, you know, like, like I was saying earlier, we gave this whole idea a fair shake, and it didn't add up. But isn't it right that they say at the end of the Petri dish is what we know about Antarctica, right? Yeah, but see, I think you, 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 what we have to do here is we have to sort that there's a lot of different models for this flat Earth, right. not just one. So right. when we say that it's necessarily accelerating, that's not the only one out there. There's other examples that they have, and they have the projections as the Earth and the Moon. So when you start to read it, there's a lot of different there's a lot of different disputes. Well, there's the concave Earth theory but and the flat Earth theory. No matter how I look at it, it's not as good as the sphere, right. the model being a sphere, well, a global gravitational ball where everything you know things are circulating around based on size and and and, and specific gravity. So, well, I tell you what, for those that are listening to this show tonight and believe in the ice wall theory. I'm willing to give it a little bit further of a shake. It costs about $45,000 to take an escapade down there, and I will be willing to volunteer. I'll send up a, a pro thanks go fund me to have all you platters. I'm going to go to the other side of the Petri dish, also known as the South Pole. And, yeah, just yeah, go ahead and donate to that, uh, that platter thing, and I'll, uh, I'll go down there and uh, talk to the man on the other side of the Petri dish. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> flat earthers pontificate uh, about these stupid points that they make on the Internet endlessly, and none of them have gotten off their asses and gone and taken some pictures. Right, right. Well, a few of them did. A few of them set up the cameras. We were talking about They did. Some, some of these guys. They'll, they'll set up a camera and, and they'll show no, you the I sky want, is spinning in a circle. I want pictures problems. of the ice wall. Oh, yeah. Well, that's oh, the thing. I'll go down there and do that for him. Yeah, he was, he'll say it was Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go down there, there and take the, the, the exploration down there. I mean, like I said, it's like 50 grand. But it's, it's like they, they will take you. They will take you to the pole. They will take me to the pole and I will go down there. Pro think on the pole. That sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, they, one of the things they did that was ridiculous is they got a bunch of videos on YouTube where they show the sky spinning in a circle as if on the Petri dish. And they say, oh, you point your camera straight up. But they don't ever point the camera straight up. They pointed at one of the axes of the Earth. 
of course the sky is going to look like it's spinning. You know, but they want to say, oh, the sky should just look like it's going like yeah, this. Yeah, there was always a little trick to pretty much Yeah, there was a camera trick to it. They would point it this way, and if, if this earth is spinning on an axis, and you point towards the axis, well, of course it's going to look like it's spinning in a circle there. Right. But, yeah, this is one of the tricks, one of the slickers. Not uh, flat earth. Now you got the guy uh, who goes by the name Stephen Christ that claims that the flat earthers are wrong. They're halfway there, and then we live in a concave ball. And that there's a big glass ocean above us. Oh, yeah, we haven't even got into that. We haven't even touched that. Oh, and he's the mission. How does that fit into the hollow earth? Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah. Because the hollow earth theory is even more retarded than the flat earth theory. The the hollow earth theory is based on some um, make believe diary from some long dead admiral who supposedly said there was a hollow earth, and it's all hearsay, and, and I could just smell the Jew in the woodpile. Right. I, I think, I mean, that when I heard about that, what seemed to be coupled with that is that's where Hitler was living now. Yeah. Um, well, the Nazis on the South Pole yes. that are going to save us from, yes. from death and destruction. Yeah. Neuschwabenland. Yep. We're going to go to Neuschwabenland, and the Nazis are going to come in. They're going to save us. Say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So wait, wait, what is it? Did Hitler go to Antarctica off the Petri dish? Or did he go to the moon? <laughs> did he go underground? Did he go to Argentina? Or is he still floating around on one of those people? In a hole beyond the ice wall. Right. There it is. There it is. <laughs> the, the hollow earth theory is really boneheaded. That there are people for a long time in Christian identity that, that believe in a hollow earth, which is actually based on. Um, a claim about an Admiral Byrd diary, which Admiral Byrd didn't know anything about, which suddenly appeared long after he was dead, and, and they read this crap with no empirical evidence whatsoever, and they believe it, and they incorporate it into their Christian identity doctrine as if it's in the Bible. And, and it's absolutely ridiculous. And, and then they make stories up about Nazis and Hitler on the South Pole and that they're just waiting for the magic moment when they can come rescue us from these evil, wicked Jews. Well, what actually what, what I remember and what really struck me as the reasoning behind the, the hollow earth theory was the explanation that's where, you know, all of the, the um, all of those People that made it through the flood, that's where they hid, was in the earth. And when I say this, is because... No, because I thought it was on top of the earth. The people well, that made it through the flood, flood, we call them niggers and sticks today. Right. <laughs> well, what I'm trying to say is that the, the people who, who jump on board with that are the same ones who have it absolutely backwards, the reason why God had the flood happen in the first place, and that was to destroy his children. It wasn't to destroy the giants. It wasn't, yeah. The rest of them survived the flood. Right. But the hollow earth theory is for the morons who don't realize that's what the flood was for, even though that's what it says in black and white. That was their excuse as to how the Jew made it through the flood because they were able to hide in the earth. 
Well, so there's not so water Jews in the hollow earth. Right. Well, not only that, that's right. where they... Right, and water doesn't, you know... Well, they, when, they, they, when, they, when they get rid of the water, they pulled the... They had to pull the plug, you know, oh. and all the water went into the hollow earth. Well, I want to say somebody believes, they, there's people that believe the hollow earth theory because this guy put out the theory. He's like, well, yeah, I mean, look how many people believe L. Ron Hubbard. Oh. <laughs> wow, yeah, right. Well, well look at... Look, look, there are people in CI, and I've run into these people, and they argue with me on Facebook. Yeah. They're straight clowns that believe that Noah's Ark was really a UFO. Noah was a space alien, and his planet, wherever it was, was going to be flooded with water, so he got two kinds of every animal's DNA. Well, why did you leave the spider? That's how he them all in a little drawer, right? <laughs> he got two kinds of every animal's DNA and got into his little spaceship and flew to planet Earth. Well, how does that explain the uh, spaceship that's covered in tar? That these people are just idiots, right? That they're just... Quite <laughs> weird. A, 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 a spaceship made out of gopher wood. Right, right. Yes, right. And <laughs> Right, and there are actually people that I know aren't Jews, but they believe that crap, and they mix that in with their CI beliefs, and they promote that as Christian identity, when it has absolutely nothing to do with the Bible, Christianity. It's pretty pace. Well, we're in pretty damn pitiful condition. And if we don't cut all these people off, we're going to stay in pretty full condition. All these people with these wacky ideas have to be ostracized. They have to be pushed out of the way. Which is the whole point. Because they have no love for right. the truth. Right. The whole point of the show is to push it out. They have to address this nonsense just to, just to beat out the, uh, um, right. the garbage. Right. Now, and, and, but it can In the meantime, it's fun because I could have all the beer I want during a program like this. <laughs> no. You know, and we've, we've, we've discussed similar things in the past. Where to me, like the silver lining in this is that look at how ridiculous they're actually going, how ridiculous they have to go to try and discredit us and what we stand for, what we talk about. It's constant. We are on on constant vigilance, watching for crap just like this that infiltrate our communities. That, you know, all it needs is just one of us to, to get any inkling that it, for it to just latch on to, and then it's just like leaven of the Pharisees. Next thing you know, you know, it's, it's, been, it's integrated into your belief more than you expect. You have now just spoken of it to other people who, you know, you're trying to convince about Christian identity, but then you just left some leaven in there with this stupid flat-out-earth theory or hollow-earth theory or any of these other little conspiracies that have no place in Christian identity, and you just screwed it for the person that, you know, you just thought you brought in Christian identity. But if we would, we, as a community, would be a lot more effective if we did not have to consistently battle all the lies that are out there. But that's what we have to do. We have to, it's, it's a constant vigilance. We are always on the defensive. 
always on the defensive to to simply, you know, keep what we know to be true to stay that way. And it's not that and it's not going to stay that way because, okay, we're, you know, we're making up new things to cover up our tracks to make it sound right. That's not what, what Christ said at all. We know a, a house, you don't build a house on sand. You build it on bedrock. That's, he's talking about the truth, period. Mm-hmm. Everything that we know to be true and believe is the absolute truth, and everything in the truth can be built upon that. That is why we can see everything and know that we have pretty much the answer for it. We know why things are happening. Why do you think in the past, you know, our people were called prophets? It's like when, when I'm at home, okay, and I'm watching my kids do things that I know they're not supposed to be doing. I can look at that and say, you know what? I know what's going to happen next because they're doing something wrong. I, I can predict what's going to happen next, and it usually happens. It doesn't take a genius, you know, but that's exactly what God has laid out for us. It's like these are the truths, and if you don't follow the truth and you go with lies, this is what you're going to experience. This is what's going to happen. It's a cause and effect. You know, that's the simplicity of Sin equals death. Sin causes death. You know, if you're going to, um, and and because people like to argue the whole clean foods thing. Oh well, you know, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna go to hell if you eat pork. Well, that's not necessarily the the, the point at all. You know. You're not following God's law. You're going to die prematurely because your body has deteriorated because you didn't eat food. You ate crap. So your body's not going to heal. It's not going to work properly, and therefore you're going to die. And yes, it's just because you didn't eat what God told you to eat. He's not saying, well, you're going to you know, burn in hell for the rest of your life because, no, it had everything to do with what you're doing right here and if you're sick and infirm, how can you help your brothers? If anything, you've just now become a burden to them, mm-hmm. all because you chose to eat swine. And that's, of course, that's just a generality. I can apply that to, to processed foods and GMO and all that other crap. It's the same thing. You apply it to gravity, too. You don't want to believe in gravity. <laughs> that, that's the effects of that upward acceleration, right? Yeah. Right, right. Oh, you don't believe in gravity? I got a bridge for you to jump off. Right. Well, it's a shame that, but we do live in a world where people, in general, in general, society wants to be, they, they want to be told something, and they'll grasp onto just about anything. They'll. You know, they're used to watching the television and just all these Jew shows. They're just confused about what society is supposed to be, how how a Christian is supposed to live. And so they're searching for these things. And like you said, they don't have, they don't think, you know, they're not rocket scientists. They're, They're not, you know, thinking about the physics and stuff like that. They just hear something 
it's something cool, they latch on to it, and now they're going down that rabbit hole. They're wasting time. They're just it's it's a society and that's what these these people are, are banking on. They're just banking on these people, just wasting time searching out this theory, this thing that's not real. It's, they just put out there, and everybody's doing it. They're putting stuff out there on YouTube and all over the place. Right. And people are finding this stuff, and they're just wasting their time looking at it. It's all it is. It's just a waste of time. For and, and that's why you call it rabbit holes. The yeah. Jews love to create these rabbit holes, these traps, to, to get uh, as many of the sheep into as they can, like Alex Jones. 15,000 people listen to him every day. That's 15,000 people that are seeking the truth yep. and think they have it with Alex yep. Jones. He's a rabbit hole. He keeps those people trapped. Yep. At, at a higher level, you have clowns, Jews, like Michael Savage. He, he, he captures a large swath of, quote-unquote, conservative-thinking Americans. He captures a large swath of them, and they listen to him, and they think they're there. They're where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, and he has all of his listeners trapped. And these rabbit holes keep the world safe for Jews. Mm-hmm. Alex Jones, everything he says is engineered to keep the world safe for Jews. Mm-hmm. Michael Savage, everything he says keeps the world safe for Jews, keeps the, the Jews safe in the, the, the current political paradigm that they have control of. So the more truth seekers you get, the more rabbit holes you'll see pop up on the Internet, pop up in, in, in mainstream media, and the, these rabbit holes just capture a large swath of truth seekers and suck them into a lot and keep them held there. Because once you, well, once you buy into something like the flat earth, let's say I, I, I just like a lost circuits in my brain and started promoting the flat earth on my website. Once you go down that path, very few men have the humility to say, wow, that's a mistake. I got to turn around and publicly announce it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have that humility. Most men are going to, when they're challenged, that they're going to dig in their defenses and stay on that path right. and not come off it because most men have too much pride and no humility. Yep. So once you go down the path of one of those rabbit holes, you're sucked down it deeper and deeper mm-hmm. until you can't get out. That These people, that, that's why they're so effective. There's different levels of it, too. I mean, you have... These people, like you say, that get to Alex Jones and, and they think that they're there. Yep. And then you'll get, like, a few of them that'll get out of that and realize, you know what? Racism is good. And then the Jews have to do. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Right, you can down a black. It just kind of reminds me of like the whole coyote roadrunner thing, coyote stepping out of one trap and falling into another. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of that's kind of it. But that's you know that's where I mean. But I think a lot of us have have been there though, where we jumped from one stepping stone to the other. Now, 
I can safely call them stepping, stepping stones because I use them as stepping stones. Some people just don't even get past that first stepping stone. You know, they, that stone is covered in moss and they slipped and fell into the creek and then they're still swimming. Well, they, they'll, they'll take some of the things that, that this person could be saying and it'll have some credibility and then they'll, they'll trust that person and not investigate other things. And so they'll just take, take their, their word for it that this Hollywood thing is true because he said it and he said this about something else and that was true. And they start to invest all this time and start to believe in all these things. They don't want to change now. They've already committed that this is who I'm following. Whatever he says is, is true. And they don't investigate it for themselves. They don't look right. into whether or not this is horseshit. They just right. continue to believe it. Because they are convinced in their mind, they found the truth now. This is it, and I'm just going to believe it. And that's what the Jews are banking on. A lot of and people right. get that's comfortable exactly with this happened. theory or this person, and they'll buy into everything this person says, even though some of it may, may be true, the rest of it's horseshit. Right, and that's why Judeo Christians, Judeo Christian pastors and churches are so successful. Uh, yes. just, uh, and and people they don't check out the comfort feeling. They feel comfortable with this person, and this is who they're going to believe and go with. And it's just, well, because most people in the world really are cowards in mind. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because you could you could present them with information. They want to be childlike in the head. Oh, I don't. They'll, they'll chastise you all day. They don't want to believe you. It's just because they're cowards. That's what it comes down to. Never going to wean them off the milk. Right. Right. I feel like I'm on a coast-to-coast coast AM with George Norrie right now. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the hollow earth and the concave and the convex earth. and the How? Mark Downey, Mark Downey put in the Christianity chat that if the earth was flat and we drilled through it, wouldn't all the water leak out? <laughs> no, right, because it goes into the hollow hole. Oh. <laughs> hole. <laughs> There you go. Maybe talk, they're really talking about Mel's hole. That's the problem. Right. That, that um, R.P. Wake said in the talk show chat that he was um, approached by a, a flatter CI pastor, a disinfo agent, a year and a half ago. He was approached with this flatter theory. So, so this has been around a while. I, I mean, it's it's the hollower thing I know has been in, in, in CI for at least 20 years. And, and and long before I've been in CI and and the flatter theory, uh, I, I never thought that that it was in CI at all uh, until I started to see it pop up about five six months ago. Yeah, they got they got a lot of traction in the last six months of the year. I, I mean, I saw this, uh, but all the traction seems to be with these two Jews, Eric Dubay and right. Mark Sargent. Right, exactly, exactly. As a matter of fact, Eric Dubay got attention of even uh, Joe Rogan. And, to, uh, uh, and Joe Rogan is actually a very conspiratorial-minded individual. He talks about a lot of this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a degenerate as all hell, but he uh, actually addressed it and said it. He himself even said it sounded foolish, you know, to say this, you know. But uh, yeah, he, he got Eric Dubay got Joe Rogan to to address this as well. Well, I actually think Sergeant and Dubay are playing off of one another like right. cop, bad cop. Right. But I believe they're one definitely. Claim he's a Jew. The other one's not claiming that, but he fits all the characteristics. All of them. Right. He's a liar. I'll tell you that. I, I can find several lies. Real. I found several lies in 
10 minutes of moving Did you make your money off of somehow? I mean, how do you make money off of claiming the earth is flat? Um, when the Jews are paying you. Right. <laughs> 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 when the Jews are Right, right, Marty? Yeah, do you, do you, you really don't make money off of any, anything, any truth you don't make money off of. You just no, get, no. You get ostracized. Right, absolutely. That's why there shouldn't be any professional priesthood. I, can, I, I absolutely can't understand being paid to teach the Word of God. You're not, really, uh, if you're being paid to teach the Word of God, you're being paid to teach what somebody wants you to teach. Right, you're on a salary, you're a whore. That was one of the things, I, I got caught up in a Mormonism thing back in the early 2000s, it was very brief, but and that was one of the things that attracted me about their ordeal, is that, yeah, nobody gets paid to do that, and I said, well, that just makes sense. You know, obviously a few other things didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you, know, you know, those were the natural qualities that you would think that makes common sense. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, if they had some common sense, I guess, up until the 70s, they didn't like Negroes in either, but that common sense, I guess, went out the window with a couple of the Jew shekels. Right. Uh, well, it's like, you know, that's, that's just like the concept of if you want to be a politician, why the hell should you get paid? Um, if you want to be a public servant, uh, you're a public servant. Um, yeah, you're not a public master, uh, and you're supposed to be doing this to help your community. You know, you're here to volunteer your time, really. Um, you should already be a working, responsible adult you know, who has a family and everything else, and you should have an idea as to how your, your the, the family dynamic is with, you know, your, your work and everything else, and, and you being involved in politics is simply just your way of volunteering your time to ensure that your community runs the way it needs to run. You don't need, you're not there to be paid to lord over somebody. It doesn't make a difference whether you're a politician or you're a priest these days. They're both the same damn thing. Well, well in the original American Republic, politicians, the, the, um, the senators and the congressmen were not paid. Right. There was no stipulation for salaries. Yes. The idea was that they were men volunteering to serve their country and go to Washington to represent their section of the people. And, and they were never supposed to be paid. It didn't take long before they not only voted themselves salaries, but they also voted themselves big fat pensions. All you had to do was serve like one term in Congress. Right, and, and you're eligible for a pension for life. And that pension is just about the same amount of money that you were making as a salary. And, and that's right. just crazy. That's, yeah, unbelievable. I wonder where the debt keeps going. <laughs> well, that's what happens when, when, when you put the wolves in charge of the sheep. Yeah. Absolutely. Any other topics, Alan, John? Bye. Somebody, Melissa? <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, let me dispel let me dispel this one that I was entertaining myself with the presidential election stuff going on because that's all it really is. There's no merit in it at all. And there's a lot of white nationals that believe that Trump is gonna do something good. It's pretty much the same white nationals. <laughs> Putin's on our side, why he's making Holocaust laws. 
Right. But, you know, one of the things that I hear, keep hearing reiterate, uh, being reiterated on, on TV from the right is that the left is uh, likes this, and this is a great topic we can get into real quick too, the, aka migrants flooding white land. This is a, an overt flooding now. But one of the myths that, that I wanted to spell is this idea that the Democrats have to bring in all these non-whites so they can gain voters. This idea that they gain voters by bringing in mestizos into this country and Negroes over there in Europe. And it's not at all why they're bringing in these hordes of non-whites. And if you're in Christian identity, you should know exactly why they're bringing it in because that's here to destroy us. But the idea here is that they bring in votes and they control the voting machines like die-vote voting in the United States is run by Jews. They count their votes. It's all a sham. The whole entire election process from Congress to Senator to Presidential, it's all just theater. It's Hollywood and Hollywood itself. It's right. a game. There's no votes. Wagging the dog. Right, exactly. Wagging the dog, exactly. So this idea that they always push it. But I think that'd be something that we could get into here. I mean, we've been seeing literal floods of people coming in, especially in Europe right now. I mean, we've tolerated, they only have so many beaners that come across the border from South America up to here, but I mean, Europe right now is getting hammered. Hammer. It's not just to kill us, but it's to, it's to empty out the Middle East to make it safer for Jews. You're right. You're yeah. right. They are opening up. They're, and yeah, Jews are now. Yeah, it, that land they, they fraudulently call Israel is, is clearly saying you're not moving these niggers in here. No, that's not happening. Right. And yet, these stupid. Stupid so-called Christian white people in this country worship these rat-faced Jews and say they got it all right. And they'll even justify it by saying, well, yeah, why wouldn't you let them in? But you let them in here because those same Jews tell you they're their children too. Right. Oh, Negroes are children? Yeah, we're all God's children. No, we are not. And the Jews know that, and that's why they're sending these hordes in to destroy us. You know, and that's, that's, the, that's the price we're going to have to pay. You know, it's amazing. I was in... Was it Ezekiel 38? It talks about put a hook in their mouth and drag them into the right. land. Right. And I, I was wondering what that meant. They're literally being dragged here. They are. They are. They're being dragged into the land. But yeah. plane and train. Yeah. Yeah. Obama cannot round up enough niggers in Sudan to send them Minnesota. Right. Yeah. Right. Or that train line that they have that runs right through the middle of Mexico where they say they literally are, are just giving tickets away. I mean, I saw things, you guys have all seen this. As crazy as they're moving the mestizos, this is on North America here, they're moving mestizos into five-star resorts with pools and free internet and everything else. They're, they're moving these niggers. German castles. The castles. They're moving niggers in the German castles and uh, palaces. I mean, you couldn't get any more blatant. You just want to find them there. Well, you know, what that means. <laughs> you know what that means? We got to start. They got to start reactivating the bolts. You know what it means? Is, it means is our people need to straighten themselves out. Yeah. Our people. Not that well, the Jews well, are doing exactly right. what the Jews are supposed to be doing. Huh? The Jews are going to keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, everybody yeah. else is doing what they're supposed to Our people are worshiping Jews. Right. Our people worship Jews. They worship niggers. They worship everything but Jesus. Right. That they engage in idolatry. It's like the ancient Baal temples. Yahweh's going to send the Assyrians and the Babylonians in to flood the land and take you all away because you're in the Baal Temple every night. Mm -hmm. Well, these people are worshiping niggers on television. So how could they protest the country being flooded with niggers? Right. It's more of their own idols. They right. should be 
absolutely elated mm-hmm. that we have more niggers. We'll have more football. Right. It'll make for a better football team. I live in Dale Church across the street. And um, unfortunately, my wife goes there. But uh, there was one guy, there was one guy involved with that church. And um, one of these nigger sports people, um, Evander Holyfield, mm-hmm. like he's a boxer, boxer than kind of, this guy came to the church to speak, and then this one guy from, from the church left the church to follow this nigger around like a groupie. You know, I, I recently saw something that made me wow. discuss it like that as well, personal experience. In Appleton, Wisconsin, which is a, a, a city of about 100,000 people, and up until the last five years, was over 98, 99% white. I mean, it's a pretty big city for being that white, so it's being flooded by oh, what I call all four corners. You got the Asians, the Indians, the Mestizos, and the Negroes are flooding that area because it's country located in North America. But there's still it's still well over 90% white. And then one of the <laughs> that unit there's a Unitarian church in that all white area. And what do they have on their big sign out in front of their their church? Black Lives Matter. Right, <laughs> right on the church sign. Where's uh, the Church of God Unitarian Church? Black Lives Matter. Well, well, that's the best thing whites have going for them is that niggers like to shoot each other. Right. Every night in every American city, a bunch of niggers shoot each other. Right. It's so why don't all of these white suburban Judeo-tards? Go to their nearest large urban center and start canvassing the drug dealers and the pimps and the whores and tell them that black lives matter mm-hmm. and see what happens. Right. Oh, we should only hope. Right. Right. That's exactly true. You yeah, know what? Why would you post something like that on your? That that's that's like, and I and I kind of hate to. to make this analogy because obviously he didn't mean niggers involved in this, but um crap, I just lost <laughs> um what, yeah. he, he gets drawn. Have, <laughs> have a beer, Matt. Whatever it was, it's drawn. Elvis, it's it's gone. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the he was talking? But, you know, right, it was something that he said. I was trying to equate it in that uh, it's not about it's not about niggers at all. Right. And if you're going to be discussing niggers, you should be going to the source. You, like, no, no, the niggers, the, the niggers, the Jews, the, the, the beaners, the, the Asians are not the problem. They are the effect of the problem. Right. The problem is white people. The problem is white people. White people are engrossed in consumerism, idolatry. The the whole sports thing is idolatry. The the um all, all, all of these the video games, the the um shop until you drop mentality, the the self fulfillment, immediate gratification, all these problems that white people have. They've totally turned their backs on their gods. They're, they're into pornography and, and all sorts of sexual perversions. And even those white people that are not engaged in these things have been trained 
to approve of these things, and all of these things are evil. And as long as they engage in these things or approve of these things, they're going to be punished. And the, the niggers, the Jews, the beaners, the chinks, the locusts, the, the, the canker worms, the caterpillars, and the worms are here to devour us as a punishment for our sin. It's that simple. So if you want to heal the country, it's Deuteronomy chapter 7, if my people, I know it's a cliche in the Judeo-Christian churches, if my people turn from their evil ways and repent of their sins, I will heal their land. I know it's a cliche now in the Judeo-Churches. I've seen Judeo-tards with that sign in their lawn, but they don't know what it means. They don't even know what the hell they should be repenting from. But it's nevertheless true. Right. And that's just the way it is. Well, it, and, it should, when it identifies my people, and it didn't say the whole world, right, right. but my people. Right. Now, ask a simple question. Who did Yahweh say when he said my people? And sure as hell don't refer to Jews. Right, right. Sure as hell don't refer to them in Tel Aviv, which is the biggest fag center the, in the, the world. The biggest fag center in the world, right. But countless times when every year went into the war for that. Yeah, and yeah. the Judeo charge just ignore that. Yeah, they, they, they ignore that. They don't even want to hear that. Yeah. Hate the hate the sin, love. I, the that's one thing. You know, that's what we should talk about. That these these common parrot parroting themes that the, the Judeo Christians say. Don't judge anybody. Oh. And I think this that's one of the perfect things. And one of my things right away back is I'm not judging anybody. I'm just quoting the Bible. The faggot's doing for right. that. You know, or they say, or what you were just saying, don't hate the sinner, hate the sin, or yeah. don't hate the, the sinner, but hate the sin. And it's like, well, God destroyed, God, God did not destroy Sodom. Right. He destroyed Sodom. Right. You know, we even hurt ourselves when we end up policing these black areas. Right. Why shouldn't be in there policing these black areas? Hell no. Black Blacks had no regard at all for for a while. Well, they stopped doing that in France, uh, in Paris, uh, second of Paris. They, well, they should stop doing it in the states too. They, they should say all the white police officers out of the black areas. Sounds like Detroit. Well, yeah, that's basically. I mean, they shouldn't have the police in there. They should just have a military area that fights to win, not fights to play games like they do in the Middle East, where oh, you can't shoot a camel because you owe fifteen thousand of your. $15,000 of your, your military pay to pay for your enemy's camel. I mean, this is the kind of retarded stuff they, they stage against. Wow. Yeah, they do that. And our own military here, they go to fight Iraq, and yeah, if you shoot somebody's camel on accident, it's like fifteen grand for a certain type of camel over there. That comes out of your pay to the enemy. You know, like, that's what they do. The same way they, they started doing that, I believe, in the Korean Wars, where they start making it so you couldn't defeat your enemy. If you go in to fight a war, you go and smash your enemy. That's a perfect Jew guy. Right, right, yeah. Keep it going, keep the expenses off, keep the money right. flowing. Drop food to the other side, you know, yeah. yeah. Play humanitarian yeah. with the enemy. Yeah. Oh, bring them in as refugees. Keep all those government contracts. Vietnam is fine example. Yeah, that's when they really ramped it up. Like yep. I said, I think it started Korean War, but Vietnam is when they started really ramping up this don't fight the women. One of Kissinger's famous sayings was, you will keep up the, the uh, at the war rate. You will keep up production at the war rate. Right. You know, they had no intention of trying to shut that thing down. Right. No. But I think that's what we're going to see in Europe, is we're going to see, well, this is one of the points, too, to bring up that 
another myth of the spell is that we're helping women, children, refugees when they said they already they already saw the statistics now. It's over ninety percent young male right. warriors of these turd skin right. coming in from other countries. And no women of their own. They're gonna be looking for young blonde women. Right. Not only that, but that's just a peacetime. That's just them raping and pillaging. Yep. But when they actually want to wage a war, when they actually want to just completely overcome if you look back at, at just back in the 80s, Iraq and Iranian war, and Iraq had all the funding and every tank and everything they possibly could get from the American government. They were armed to the teeth, should have been able to destroy Iran. Iran, on the other hand, had numbers. So what they did is they would run up the hills to, to all of our armaments against Iraqis and overcome and turn the weapons on themselves. I mean, that's something that they could clearly do now in most of Europe. They, right. they got the numbers. They don't have to need the arms. They just run in with numbers to a base and clear it out. I mean, they have it right now where none of the Border Patrol in any of these countries, I think the American Border Patrol might still be armed, if I'm not mistaken, but a lot of the Border Patrol in Spain and Greece and Italy and all this, they're not allowed to be even armed. they gotta, they got to fight off hordes and niggers with batons. Well, well, hold on. Like, that's not exactly true. Uh, in the Spanish holdings in North Africa, they still have this little, I don't even know why they bother keep holding on to these damn cities. <laughs> <laughs> because, because they just try to go over the fences. They it's they it's they a basing area. And they have to shoot them with rubber bullets in the water. Oh, so they get the rubber bullets. But, but then you have, you have documentaries on, on YouTube, like the, uh, the Vice News, which is absolutely disgusting. Oh, disgusting. Uh, and and they, uh, they, 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 they want these, 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 I'm sorry, niggers are coming and swimming in. They say it's not, it's illegal for them to, for the Spanish people to defend themselves against it. Right. It's, it's insane. Well, you're not allowed to defend yourself against niggers even if you're a cop in this country, right? You should well, have niggers in. How long is it going to be? Before you can't even defend yourself in your own stinking house. Well, uh, what we have you know? is that we have in the rest of the world right now is what's going on in South Africa, basically. Yeah. And in in uh, well, well, what's what's happening? No, uh, really, Kudenhoff clergy accelerated. That's what it really is. Yeah, that's what she used to be. Um, French Guyana. Guyana. Yeah, it used to be French Guyana. Right, right. That's what, that's what the ultimate shoe dream is. Empower the niggers to stop, disarm Y.E. and make it so it's illegal for them to even defend themselves. They're having a hard time doing it here because really the gun culture here, I mean, say what you want about these, these patriotards and these neocons over here. I mean, you've even got in my, in my home state, in, uh, oh, God, it, they have a group. The guys, the, the leader of it just died. About a year or two ago, and even Alex Jones used to have that guy on. It's called Jews for the Preservation of Firearms. Yeah. It's out of Hartford, Wisconsin, which is about only 10 minutes away from our, where my wife grew up. And this guy who started this group always would preach and preach and preach. That was, he would still be anti white because he still said the white man's taking away the guns from the niggers. He doesn't let the niggers know that they should be armed and blah, blah, blah. I'm saying, well, that's good. They don't shoot themselves, right? <laughs> but, but one of the here's the funny part about it is, is he he looked originally like he was a small time startup. You know, the, you know they all the Jews always present themselves as, as champions of the people and civil war heroes and little nobodies and stuff. You know, he he looked like he didn't have anything going behind him. It turns out the guy that replaced him when he died was one of the top executives for Goldman Sachs. Oh, jeez, yeah. And that's who. 
Alex Jones had on with this guy, too. And I'm thinking, he's giving him the floor, Alex being who he is, you know, gives, gives this guy the floor. It doesn't at all raise that question. Hey, you work for one of the big shoe bankers that you want to talk to against them about. And, yeah, this is their rhetoric. The rhetoric is they actually promote firearms, but only for non-white Jews, you know. So I, I think they have, they do have an issue with disarming people. But let's, let's, let's face it. When the founding fathers thought about arming us, they thought about arming us so that we equal what the military would have. We're not allowed to have you know, F-22 stealth fighter jets and, and, and Abrams tanks and stuff. We can have some, what, like, 8Ks and ARs at this point, and with all the laws they make, now it's not even if you're a felony can't have a gun. You have a domestic violence. They think you're retarded for some reason or another, or that you have PTSD and you're a veteran. They want to take your guns away. Even the little pea shooters you're allowed to have now, it's just, I think, ridiculous, but they still know that you can defend yourself at least in some hordes of niggers with, you know, a couple shotguns. So, yeah, they, uh, they're, they're wet dream in all of white, white landia is basically what they have going in, in uh, Zimbabwe, Homo, Rhodesia, and South uh, Africa. And they stage these events, they're like what happened in Connecticut in the last couple of years, all right. where we got uh, all these kids that nobody ever saw got right. killed. Right. Uh, they just, they, you know, I saw not one photo. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah, they keep up the gun agenda. Every time right. you see some some sort of shooting, you got to question whether the shooting even takes place because the gun agenda is right out there. Mm-hmm. Well, even I mean, I don't so much. I, I haven't looked into that. I know a lot of people got some different theories, but let's go back to an even older one and take it for face value. You got the Columbine shooting, which was which was done by a bunch of Jewish kids. We were had assistance from the JDL, the Jewish Defense League, and even had pipe bombs and propane bombs and all these other stuff. Had passports and plane tickets to go to Israel, where they know they wouldn't be extradited. They obviously were probably even set up from their own people that they know they weren't going to make it out of their lives. But the, these kids are mowing down kids, and even one up to the one girl and asked if she was Christian, and uh, they shot her and killed her, you know, specifically for that answer. And they felt like they were oppressed Jewish kids. But that whole thing, thanks to Michael Fat Moore over there out of, out of Michigan and, and his piece of crap, but, you know, made this whole thing into the gun issue. And that was one of the big pivotal things back in the 90s that, that waged war against guns was, you know, Michael Moore and his, his Jewish shooting against white kids. Right. You know? So, yeah, they, it's, like you were saying, they stage these things to get, them, to get that kind of agenda going. That's the takeaway, the only means for protection we have left. Right. Well, it's, it's funny. It's like, you know, I, I'm personally a felon, so I can't carry firearms, so I look for alternative means. But, like, in my state of Michigan, ironically, everybody knows that firearms are very tough. The laws of firearms are very tough in Illinois, whereas in Michigan and Wisconsin, there's completely open carry culture there. You can carry guns, open AK with a 75-round drum. You can walk out the street with that. In, in most areas, especially not in the cities, but some of the cities you get might get messed with with that. But in most areas, that's, that's not, you know, cops are like, yeah, we know you're allowed to do that. But on the other hand, you go to Illinois, you can have a taser. And there's nothing wrong with it. You can buy tasers right at the store. But if you have a taser right north of Chicago, right in the Milwaukee, you go to prison for four years for that same taser. For a taser. But you can carry an AK loaded with a 75-round drum off the open with no question of that. I mean, it's retarded, like this kind of self-defense pepper spray. I know a guy that pepper sprays Negroes, kind of like this, uh, this Michael Weaver case guy, where he defended himself with some pepper spray against some, nigger, some niggers down there in uh, in Columbus, Georgia. I, I interviewed the guy. But same thing. I knew this guy that I was in, in IT with, 
He pepper sprays the niggas. He got a two year uh his class his class is a two year felony. He didn't serve two years. But he got he he got uh, a penalty for that for spraying some niggers. And and wasn't the penalty so it was games if he came in his house, they home and made him. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just shot him. What would have been better off to kill him? No, I understand the thing. What they can sue you, the family come after you, and you can go to jail. I mean, there is cases where obviously you can still defend yourself in this country. It's been shown, and I don't ever, ever want to get anybody uh, intimidated to not defend themselves and get niggers. Please do. You know, but um, you know, just make sure you do it carefully. Make sure you know the law. You know, and, and do it. In the fashion that, um, I mean, look, if I got to go to jail for, for killing a nigger that was going to rape my wife or something, I'm going to jail. That's fine. You know, that's right. You, know, yeah. you got to weigh out the situation quick. On, on, on your wife, your kids, you have to go to jail. Right. Okay, that's about it for this program because we only have a few minutes left and my servers will be switching over to reruns again. <laughs> I don't want to repeat the last night. <laughs> Anybody else have any closing words? No, I'm good. How about C. Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> Praise Yahweh. Thank you for the Yahweh. And good night.